Hello, and welcome to another episode of Podcasting Success Secrets. My name is Hector Santia Esteban, and I'm your host for today. I've been working with podcasts for much of the last decade, and this show is here to help you learn everything that you need to know to have a sustainable and successful podcast. But today's episode is not about me. We're chatting with Sarah Birkenkamp. That's my best chance of doing it. And I got to tell you, Sarah, I have a, a long last name and not one, there was maybe one teacher that could ever pronounce it growing up. And so I just have a lot of trauma associated with that. So I do my best to try and pronounce things correctly, but I often fail at that too. Sarah, thank you for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for having me. And you pronounced my name perfectly. You asked me how to pronounce it. And actually, I didn't ask you. And I cannot repeat how, how to pronounce your name. So there we go. <laughs> Thank a, you for having okay. me. You're not here to do that. But the show is uh, Big Business with Sarah, right? Yes. And you're almost, you're approaching 100 episodes, which is exciting. And tell us a little bit about the show. And then if you could also, let's start off with, I would love to hear with the why behind the show. Take us back to what got it all started. Yes, it's so nice to talk about this and also to think about this. Why did I start this show? And I just recorded episode 98 is going to be launched tomorrow. And I'm really approaching number 100. And I'm really thinking about what's next, because I feel like there is a change coming. But before that, so I'm a business coach. And I thought one way to share my method and to share what I believe in and to make people feel acquainted to me, I wanted to create a podcast. I just have a lot to say. And I'm listening to many podcasts daily, actually. And for me, it's also a great way to connect with others, right? So it's not just something that I thought, yeah, I have to do that because everybody's doing it. No, I also really love podcast as a medium. And because, you know, you start a podcast, sometimes people start a podcast and then 10 episodes in, they quit because they don't like it as much. And I was thinking, why am I able to do this 100 times almost? It's because I was thinking about my youth. When I was a child, I was always kind of pretending like I was a DJ. So I don't know your age, I'm 37. But back then you had these, how do you call them? Those small videotapes. And on your radio, I'm pronouncing it the wrong way. I'm saying the wrong way. And then you had to push record and play at the same time. And then I would have a little microphone and kind of talk like a DJ, right? I was pretending I was a DJ. And so I really love doing that. And that's also one of my methods in business coaching is very much about what did you like as a child? So probably that's also what you want to do in your business. So it's something that's very easy for you to do. Yeah. And I just love doing it. And yeah. So I think we call them cassette recorders. The, yes, the yes, that's it. That's what I meant. Yeah, sorry. Tape yeah. Recorders. Yeah, tape. And so you were the little kid that would record and you would do it on top of music. You would record yourself. Announce the music. I would pretend I was doing interviews with the stars who were in the songs and all. Oh, my fantasy was running wild. How fun. Is that something that carried throughout your childhood. I don't know if I share that this too much on this show, but when I was in eighth grade, I had the school news production. Yes. And I would skip class as much as possible to go and work on it. And of course it was great to skip school and not be in math class yeah. and go and work on the news production. But also I loved it. What I wish though is that I had pursued it in between eighth grade and I guess when I was 25, again, when I picked up digital marketing and online marketing, but it, it went dormant. 
For you, was that something that carried through or had a thread throughout your life or did it stop and then kind of come back when you found podcasting? What I found very difficult is finding the materials, right? So finding recording materials, but I was always writing for school newspapers. As soon as social media was up, I was doing it. I was blogging, all those things. So always had this urge to share whatever with the world actually still the same. No shame at all. So visibility is not my problem. (laughs) And so for you as well, that's nice to hear. So we're a little bit radio dorks together. (laughs) Yeah, definitely a tech nerd. I think podcasting, though, it's important to have the conversation about why podcasting in the sense of you could have written a blog, you could have started an Instagram channel or an Instagram page, a TikTok. You could have done any of these things, but podcasting what was it about the medium or the format that ended up drawing you to it and sticking with it also? Actually, that's a great question. And the thing is, I'm on many different mediums, actually. I'm also writing a weekly newsletter and also many Instagram posts and all those things. But what I like about podcasting is that what it also helps me is that I really find my voice. And when you're talking, because I'm not doing what you're doing, the interviews, I want to do that in the future. That's on my 2024 plans, right? So I want to do more interviews with interesting entrepreneurs because I'm a big Oprah fan. And I think all those things should come together. And so I'm just talking. I'm always just alone in my podcast. I'm sharing tips. I'm sharing client questions. And the podcast forces me to think a little bit better about the things that are just in my head. Do you know what I mean? To organize my ideas. And then it's out in the open. It's in the world. And yeah, I love talking, obviously. So I think podcast is great for your throat chakra. That's what we'll say for those who are there. But I do think that there is something that is therapeutic for those people who are not exposed to some of those other terms in talking it out. There's obviously a big thing out there is talk therapy. And that's like a big, very helpful and a lot of people who do some great things and receive some great things from it. And similarly, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten off a conversation like these, especially for some of the other shows that I host that are a little less technical or a little less nerdy and Mm -hmm. for it to feel very similar to a therapy session and to have that ability to get whatever is inside out. And that clarifying part is also a part of it too, because I know my brain feels like spaghetti sometimes and I've just got to lay things, lay them out straight and I can process it that way by talking it out in an episode. Yes. I love that approach of thinking that it's therapeutic. Actually, I agree. I haven't thought of it yet that way, but it is. It's like business therapy. What have I come across this week? What do I want to share? What is important? What do people have to know? And also when you do one of my shows that I launched recently is called Modern Masculinity. And a big benefit of doing the show is that I get to talk to people and have conversations with people who would probably never otherwise have a conversation with me. And I get to pick their brain for an hour. And oftentimes that show gets very personal sometimes. But what I hear from the listeners is that it's like speaking to exactly what they're going through too, or that it's resonating with them. So it's a win and you're able to get some advice. You're able to get some therapy and then the listener helps out as well. Let's move ahead a little bit and let's talk about the starting part of it because a big one hurdle with podcasts and whether it's a perceived hurdle or it's actually real is that it's there's some tech that's involved. Everybody knows how to post to an Instagram page. Yep. Everybody knows how to post to a, a TikTok 
But for whatever reason, podcasting has this like technical aura about it, or it seems complicated. What was that process like for you? Like, was it easy? Did you dive in? Did you hire somebody? Like, how did you get through that hurdle? I guess I'm lucky. My husband, he's a music producer, so all the equipment was there. So in the beginning, at the first episodes, he helped me with the recordings. He had a microphone, set up everything, and it would just go process through GarageBand, and he would edit it a little bit here and there. I didn't want it to be perfect, right? So I didn't want to have the ums out of it. I don't care, just real and raw, that's it. And then he would have the opening tune and end tune, and that's about it. And then, actually, I put it right here. I have my Rodecaster Pro. And I bought it when I was 40 episodes in. Road, we're going to send you your invoice for that listener. Oh, actually, it's even... This it's too, as on, if you're watching this yeah. on video, as yes. I hold up my pod mic as well. So as yeah. this is a total Road commercial. <laughs> and this is, this is a Road mic as well. There's just a little... Yes, but and that really helped me be independent in completely recording the episodes. I'm one of those kids when I grew up, when I wanted to play tennis, I first had to play it for 40 times before I got the records, right? So this is the same. And so with that machine, I can just record any time. What I want to say about this is there's also so many podcasters out there who are just using the Spotify for podcast, or I'm not really sure how it's called, and just record with their phone. I've been invited on so many of those shows. I'm like, yeah, but now I can't connect my microphone. And they're like, oh, doesn't matter. And I'm, but it can be as easy as that. But I don't want it to be that, but it can be. Yeah, that's tough. Because it's both. (laughs) You like podcasting or I say you. I like podcasting because of the access and how available it is to get started where you can do something like that. And I didn't know that you could invite people to interview on the Spotify app. Yes, it has happened to me. I didn't know either, but yeah. So there might be some ways that we can rig up your mic into that. But that's interesting for (laughs) starters. But I do think that there is a ceiling that you reach when you have that level of recording and editing. I was just talking with the podcaster right before we recorded this. And that was a challenge is that they were recording on a blue snowball, which was picking up the whole room and they were doing like no edit. They didn't have the editing knowledge and that creates a ceiling. And they're wondering also, why aren't I growing? Why isn't my podcast audience Mm -hmm. growing? And that is one potential reason because- New listeners are going to come in and they're going to unfortunately judge your sound by how much or little it it hurts their ears. Yes. That was a huge blessing. Shout out to your husband for coming in there and picking, because I think that picks up a huge part. So doesn't get you past the fact of you've got to turn on the machine and actually record. And I think that once people get past the tech side of it, getting in there and actually doing it is a whole nother ball game. I can't tell you how many excuses or, oh my goodness, like all the dogs and the kids. And I can't tell you how many things come up when someone is supposed to record. So Mm, it seems like you just plowed through it. Take us through that journey and and how you got used to recording and used to how your voice sounded and used to Mm -hmm. like all those sorts of things. Yes. So what really worked for me, what you just said about plowing through, that's actually true sometimes. Sometimes you don't want to record. So one of the main things that helped me right in the beginning, and I'm not doing that anymore, but was batching episodes. 
So I, I'm doing podcasting now for a little bit less than two years. So I launched an episode every week. And I wasn't very up to it at the beginning to do this every week because it was taking me so much time. And I was also doing it with my husband and I didn't want him to spend too much extra time on it. So also that was the reason why we did that. So batching helped me, but also have a sort of template on what the podcast had to look like or what I would discuss, what would be the chapters of each episode. Was there an evolution of the format? Yes, yes definitely. Yeah, so that, at the beginning, like? very much about first it was the business problem that was part one and then three steps to solve the problem and then summarize it and close and thank you and rate my podcast and all those things and then after one year a little bit shorter i was thinking about all the great client questions i got so then the format turned into a client question answering a client question the second part was people could submit their own questions. And then so the audience question, and then the third one would be a question from me, which would be a journaling prompt or maybe an exercise people could do at home. And so that was a format. And then I let go of that format because it sounds a little bit too rigid. And right now I have a very simple podcast. I don't have a leader anymore. It's just this very pale. It's just me talking for 15 to 25 minutes talking about right now I'm doing a big business countdown for the next year, right? So in six-part series, how you can prepare for next year. And so it's interesting to see how that format of the client questions was so, and it was all with different tunes. And I was working with my, playing with my roadcaster. Now it's very simple. And I think for next year, I'm going to interview. So that's going to be a whole different game, actually. Yeah. So talk to us now, you're approaching episode 100. And when you look back on that, what are some things that you really want to keep, like things that you want to keep doing, or maybe even things that you're glad you learned that you want to carry into the next 100 or so? And then you've touched on it a little bit, but I'm curious what that next evolution looks like. You know, you talked about guests or what does the 2.0, if you will, look like? So... What has really worked for me, I'm, I'm just going to say what you said in the beginning, the therapeutic part of it. So I really like that. I want to keep that in one way or another. And I'm currently also running a program for business owners, but also employees, not just only business owners. It's a very much a motivational membership and I'm sharing audio exercises every week. So it's also a little bit like a podcast. So that's also how it's evolutionized to talking to the people, motivating people. And But that's in a closed membership structure. But what I want to do with the interviews is to also find a format because that works for me. I just love that. And what I would like to do is to add a little bit more of a lifestyle component to it. So it's not just so what you said about your modern masculinity podcast. I'm curious to that. Have it a little bit lighter, if you know what I mean. So it's not just business, but also, okay, what is your passion? Why are you doing this? What keeps you up at night? Or Right? So that's a little bit probably more the direction I want to go. In a podcast, you really can't hide your personality, right? You're very vulnerable, actually, because your voice is saying so much. And I like to dive even deeper into that and also experiment with that and yeah, listen to myself, even though that's still difficult, but yeah, see how that's, how that's going. 
<laughs> I would definitely encourage the listeners to go back and re-listen to your podcast a variety yes. of ways. Listen to it again, especially once it's published. I find that there's so many... Yes. Just hearing it on Spotify, I can't tell you where I go, oh, geez, that needs to change or we need to miss yes. that. Or yeah, it's like watching too. game tape as an athlete. You mentioned yeah. the change in format. And I think one thing that's important to bring up for the listeners is that a lot of people talk about wanting to keep their episodes consistent. Someone told them, a podcast guru told them that because they only had 45-minute episodes, interviews, that they shouldn't do solo episodes because they want their listeners to know what to expect. And mm. it's like, I can see that, but that's the same mentality that makes people want to keep the same Instagram, keep it all you the same thing. And the thing is, is someone really following you because you have pictures on your left and photos on your right? I don't think yeah. so. I think that they're there for you and the value that you provide. And what's missed in that is that there are some people that aren't going to listen to 45-minute episodes. Yes. They don't have the time. There was a time in my life, I had young kids. I didn't have 45 minutes to myself. Okay. I was working from home. There was not 45 minutes where I had a time piece. So all of the things that I was, I was listening to was 10, 15, 20, 25 minutes sort of things. And so if you don't have those sort of episodes, you lose out on the opportunity to be able to pull in a listener that might enjoy that type of content. So I think that's just also something I, I want to throw out there because I didn't realize how much bad advice there was going around. Mm. No, that's a good one. That's actually a good one. And you know what? Those formats or those templates or however you want to call them, if they help you, perfect, go for it, do it. But if they stop you or if they block you from doing something fun or exciting, right? So sometimes throw in a completely different episode or have something like a 72 questions with yourself or there are so many things that you can do. And still, there's so much that hasn't been done yet in the podcasting yeah. world. Oh, yeah, definitely a lot of room for, I don't want to say experimentation, because that sounds like a weird word, but definitely a lot of, yeah, yeah, yeah. trying yeah. new things, being creative. One thing that I would like to get your take on is the, let's call it the monetization aspect. Mm -hmm. Most of the clients and most of the people that we work with, at least for our production side, are businesses. And so a big conversation that I'm having and thinking about a lot is mm -hmm. how do we make sure that the podcast is profitable? How do we make mm. sure that it makes sense for the business? Because yeah. yes, it's fun and yes, it's great. But at the end of the day, why do this over any anything else? As a business, there are so many routes and what makes podcasting, of course, all the things that we talked about, but how do we also connect it to the bottom line? Is that something that you think about or is that something that comes into the conversation with regards to the show? Yeah, it's a part of my business. So yes, and my business is very profitable. And you know what is also interesting? Because of course, new people who are curious about me and want to get to know me, they listen to my podcast, but also my clients, they listen to my podcast. And sometimes I'm saying, yeah, I spoke about this in my podcast. Yeah, I know. That's what everybody is saying. It's also for me very much to nurture my audience and also to attract a new audience. In the beginning, in the very first episodes of my show, I'm doing CTA constantly. I'm saying, yes, download this white paper and go to my program and everything. But actually, I'm not doing that anymore. It's just in the show notes. I trust people that if they like me, they will contact me. And yeah, of course, it's clear what they can do with me. 
if you're talking about monetizing my show. We'll go into what, because I think that's a good point. When you say it's clear what they can do with you. Yeah, sorry. How Those they can words, work no, with this me. Is a, it's, a great <laughs> it's my bad Dutch way of... That's okay. How, what does that look like? Is that like on your website, there's clear services, they have clear, yeah. uh, like, fun, like, you know, if someone's listening, how might they do that? Or how does that, what does that look like for you? Yeah, so people can go to my Instagram, LinkedIn, or my website, and that's where you can find all of my offers. And actually also my current offers, right? Because I have a lot of different programs that I'm running throughout the year. And so the programs that you can enroll in, so that's where people can find that. And currently it's my Nine Lives membership, what I spoke about earlier, and also my Big Business Mastermind, which is my program for entrepreneurs yeah, who want to scale their business or find a way to make it less time consuming and more profitable. So yeah, that's yeah. what people can do right now. And we call it the breadcrumb method. And I like that you've made sure to have it on the various social platforms. But if you point people to the platforms, then you know that they can find the right places. So yeah, that's exciting. That's a great place to transition and kind of wrap this up. If people want to get in touch with you, get connected with you, the show or any of the kind of the offers that you're talking about, where is the best place to go? Yeah. So you can find me on Spotify and on YouTube, Big Business with Sarah. That's where my podcast is. That's what we're talking about. So I would love for you to listen to that. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm called Sarah Big Business. And on LinkedIn, I'm called Sarah Birkenkamp. And you might want to look up how to write my name because it's maybe a bit different than you're hearing it right now. And my website is called bureausbb.com. But maybe we can also put a link in your show notes if it's possible for people to click on it. And there are so many ways actually to find me. And yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing your story. That's what I'm about and seeing if we can work together. And yeah, if you liked what we talked about. This has been uh, so fun, Sarah. Thanks for, for Thank coming you. on and doing this. For those of you who have made it with us and stuck with us today, we appreciate you. We would, we would love a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you know someone who's starting a show or thinking about starting a show or needs to hear some of this advice from Sarah, send in this episode and let's build this tribe together and check the show notes. We'll put all the links in there to get connected with Sarah and myself. As always, we appreciate you being part of the tribe. We'll see you on the next one. Later, y'all.